Listen to better music and listen to music better. Welcome to True Tunes at 45 RPM, the short form version of the ongoing conversation you'll hear on the True Tunes podcast and in the digital pages at truetunes.com. And now your host, John J. Thompson. We introduced many of you to Pastor Chris Williamson on the Royce Lovett episode of the podcast when we talked about the roots of gospel hip-hop and rap with Soup the Chemist. If you missed that show, you'd better fix that soon. Pastor Chris is the pastor of Strong Tower Bible Church here in Nashville, a diverse community of faith that has been a powerful force in Music City for over 25 years. But back in the late 80s and early 90s, he was also part of one of the earliest holy hip-hop groups, Transformation Crusade. gave you a sneak peek of our conversation with Pastor Chris on that Royce Lovett show, but there's a lot more in store. On this segment, I asked him what he thought about the potential music offers when it comes to reaching people on both a head and a heart level. Basically, in the face of such serious problems today, what good is music? Do you find that music in general can actually do something in our hearts and minds when it comes to reaching people on a level that strict argument or rhetoric can't? Absolutely. You know, I think there's, that's a reason why there's a brand of music called soul music. Sometimes I will play Sam Cooke's A Change Is Gonna Come because I listen to um, his hope in that song, his soul in that song. And sometimes it brings me to tears. Sometimes that song even causes me to worship because I don't always have the hope that Sam Cooke had when he recorded that song before he died. And so I'm convicted when I hear the song because it does hit my soul. And of course, there are so many gospel songs that um, definitely minister to the soul. And um, I'll be fair to say that there are also contemporary Christian songs that can touch the soul. Um, Again, it's a different kind of way that many of them write because they're not always coming out of the place of struggle that we have known historically as a people in this country. But that doesn't mean that they don't know struggle and they don't know God. So um, I was listening to a a song the other day. I think it was uh, Matt Redman's 10,000 Reasons because um, we had just sang it in church. And uh, man, it it gripped our children's ministry and it gripped me. And and I came Monday and I, I started playing it and continuing my worship. So yeah, I love it when a song hits the soul, man. When it's from the heart, it hits the heart. 10,000 years and then It seems to me that in the 60s, Motown music taking the elements of the sound of the black community and exposing it in a way that members of the white community, especially people in the white community that had money and power and the ability to change some things, 
it's it's always been my strong suspicion that it was a combination of seeing images on television that white people probably didn't want to see and used to be able to deny were real and then this music that they were listening to and they didn't even know that by listening steadily to music from another culture they were developing elements of empathy uh for that culture yeah music has a way of breaking down barriers really like nothing else it should be the gospel it should be the ministry of jesus through the local church but um the gospel and the church um, have unfortunately been used incorrectly to create the divisions that we have in the country uh, but there were many black artists who refused to play the segregated um, audiences because white kids love the music but black music was the soundtrack to the civil rights movement um, gospel and mainstream you know how dr king felt about mahalia jackson um, so yes this music and then when you go into the motown sound my goodness uh, yes it, it, it kept hope alive literally those songs and then uh, marvin gaye's landmark album mm. you know, what's going on and, yeah. and inner city blues that yes you're right a level of empathy was developed from what was being heard and hitting the soul through the music but also what was being watched on television um, as far as what happened in birmingham with the police dogs fire hoses children being persecuted violently there so yeah those things all conjoined uh, in that moment in that movement uh, I, it'd be nice to see something like that again uh, and in a sense, rap music has been that modern day soundtrack. Um, you know, public enemies fight the power, despite some of its vulgarities. Th there's a message there that needs to be heard, that needs to be said, that, that brings a kind of power and unity uh, within the black listener and black community. So there have been, you know, several songs along the way in hip hop that have been anthems. What about people like Kendrick Lamar and Chance the Rapper who are very public about being Christians and are tackling some of those things, but it's strictly in the mainstream, like they're not embraced as Christian artists because of language issues or just because of the label that they're signed to and the way that their music has been marketed? I love it. Um, I would love to be their pastor if they don't have a pastor, you know what I'm saying? Um, I would love to walk with them. I would love to encourage them, not to try to clone them in any way. But just to be real with them about what it means to be a man, yet alone a man of color walking with Jesus in these days. Um, and I wish, I wish that really there would be more Christians who would sing their music, rap their music, play their music without having to come in the box of the label of Christian rapper. And I, I wish there were more. And I know Lecrae's got into some, some issues with people in the church because he wanted to drop that moniker Christian rapper. Um, but, but I think it limits us. I, I, I don't see why Christians can't have the best art. And it doesn't always have to have the name of Jesus in it for it to be art that honors God and blesses people. So limiting ourselves by saying we're Christian this, you know, I don't go to a Christian dentist, but my dentist is a Christian. I, I wish we had more of that kind of mindset. How did I fall in this? No condition that get a mention, but you offer this. Unconditional love, I swear I sell it all for this. Trying to keep it together.
together, forgive my awkwardness But um, oftenest, just you and me off in this Valley of shadows, and I know they tryna pick me off in this But all I need is you It's funny just how off I get when I ain't riding with you No adjectives for your awesomeness uh, They burning one for that burnout This life and got them all turned out Took time out to put time in, so I turn to you when I want out need is you You slow me down cause you know me now with my phony smile And I'm acting like it's all copacetic, it's so pathetic so And that's kind of what I was getting at with the distinction between gospel and Christian is that it seems like even though you're still going to find some people, especially now that there's so much history saying, well, I don't really want to listen to gospel rap. I just want to listen to good rap. But at least gospel music is an actual genre. Now that all those walls are down in the industry and people can stream whatever they want, there's still a temptation sometimes, I think, to add that label Christian to stuff because it makes it so much easier to market it to people and make some money off of it and develop an audience because it will potentially get you an audience in the church now. Yeah, but I still feel um, the black church by and large is still not open to rap, right. to hip hop. As far as the, the church is concerned, I could be wrong about that. I was a trailblazer right. back in the 80s and um, we had to knock on a whole lot of doors and we opened up doors for the Lecrae's and all those people that are rapping now. But man, it was hard back then. And I don't know how much it's really changed from an attitude or even from the mark of trying to be wise in the, in the place of winning souls and even edifying the body. I, I don't know how many traditional churches are willing to have rap in it and, and, and the mothers not, uh, you know, turn a frown. I, I still don't know if they get it. How do you as a pastor and at Strong Tower find music can actually bring people together as opposed to putting them apart? I mean, it does both of those things. It can unify and it can also divide. Just like the Christian faith, just like the Christian Bible. It can unify and it can divide. Depends on whose hand it's in. You know, one thing about Earth, Wind & Fire, they're my favorite band, mainstream band. Commission is my favorite gospel band and, and I like you know, everything in between. I, I love I love so many styles of music. But when I go to an Earth, Wind & Fire concert, the audience is diverse because the yeah. music hits everybody. And that's kind of the blueprint for our church. Um, we want the music to hit everybody, but we know that it doesn't always happen that way. So we try to encourage people that it may not have been your preference this Sunday, but next Sunday it just might be. So this Sunday, your neighbor is really enjoying this gospel music that you don't understand why they keep repeating the same chorus over and over again. Why people are getting happy. Well, next week, we'll do that Matt, Matt Redman song with just an acoustic guitar, where some of us who are used to gospel and everything that comes with that, we're having to be more quiet and reflective listening to this song. Now, you're really getting into it. But me, I'm like, okay, I'm growing. So it's an opportunity for all of us to stretch. But I will say that what we've learned over the years that at the core of what we do, black gospel music is what is the core of our church. And really, most people may not know this, but in the early days when we started and, and we were 70% white, a, a young lady we hired as our secretary introduced our first gospel choir in our church. 
and that lady was Natalie Grant. Natalie Grant, soul sister number one, man. She brought <laughs> the gospel awesome. choir element to our church. And so we, we've done it all over the years, man. Um, you know, the rap, the jazz, Kirk Whalem was an elder at our church for many, many years. He still comes and plays when he's in town. You know, we do it all, we do it all, and we have a good time. And the, and, the, and the good thing is we're at a place where we have the kind of musicians that can authentically play these songs. And we have people who can truly sing them well. But, but at the root of what we do, man, two weeks ago, we just got our official B3 organ. We've always used synthesizers and things like that, but we, I saw that we on, finally on got, Facebook. man, woo, 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 woo. Yep. So got the Leslie cabinet. Too. Oh man, yeah, man. So yeah. so just this past Sunday before church, no, two weeks ago when we first got it, um, Tyrus Sass was playing it, and man, before the service, just hitting those old back Baptist chords as people were walking in. Some of my older black ladies, they were already getting oh. happy hearing Absolutely. those chords. There's yeah. just something about that sound that again yeah. came out of struggle. There's something about that sound that God has touched. There's something that God gave us. Part of, I think, what the problem has become in the modern era of the church is that we engage it as a product like we do everything else in our culture. Everything is, is a, co a consumer transaction. So when this church doesn't give us the music that we want or the message that we want, we find another church that will. And music can be sort of an aid to transformation mm -hmm. if it can, if we use it strategically. That's right. Last two Sundays, for some reason, I told our church, I said, um, this is not a performance here. This is a family gathering. Yeah, don't let the lights and the cameras and those things distract you. This is not a performance. So the Bible says in Proverbs 16 that man devises the way, but God directs the steps. So we have a plan, worship order, and all of that. But we always say, but if the spirit moves in a different direction, follow him. Now don't, don't, don't do things sloppily and blame it on the Holy Spirit. But don't be bound by what is written on this paper. Again, that goes back to the preaching, the jazz of preaching, the freedom to float off where you feel the spirit is moving you in a particular way. Last week, I had four points in my sermon. I only preached one. In my earlier days, that, that would have eaten me up. But the spirit was saying, stay right here. And musically, it's the same thing, especially with jazz. I love jazz because it is disciplined music but it is also freestyling and creative on the spot. And they're able to then come back to the music on the page. They, they feel it in the moment. And, and for us, that's church, which is why I don't have multiple church services because I don't want the pressure of trying to mimic a move of God, cookie cut what the spirit did in the first service. Again, other people can do that stuff. But for, for me, I want what he's doing fresh in that moment, whatever he's doing. And then we're exhausted from it anyway afterwards, like, woo! I don't want to then slip into, because I've preached multiple services around the country, that man, you know, uh, mm, there's just something about, like you said, that, that freedom, that, 
Yeah, there's form, but there's freedom. And the ultimate goal is for us, like you said, to grow as disciples. I tell our people, church begins when we leave the building. Just to try to get that in our mindset that, yeah, we, we, we're we in church, we're having church, but this ain't all there is about the church. If we don't take it out, if we don't live it out, which is why with worship, worship happens anywhere you are. It, not only is it a lifestyle, but man, if the Lord hits you in your car while you're driving from from a song from Crosby, Stills and Nash, or he hits you from a song from, uh, you know, Richard Smallwood and, and he hits your heart. Man, that's a worship moment. It's just yeah. not confined to Sunday morning for 45 minutes or an hour and a half or in some places, three hours, you know. But that's the that's the beauty of walking with God, man. That you can look at a sunset, a waterfall and be inspired to know, man, my creator is awesome. Uh, all of these billions and billions and billions of people he's created. None of us have the same fingerprints or dental structure. Look at his uniqueness. Look, and anything can cause you to erupt into worship, you know, and to praise God. But anyway, I'm sorry. I'm getting excited right now, bro. <laughs> Thanks, Pastor. We'll have more with Pastor Chris on future episodes. And if you're ever in Nashville looking for an exciting place to worship, you should check out Strong Tower. I've been there, and it's great. You can find Pastor Chris's teaching online as well. We'll link to it on the show notes page. Run Out Groove is coming, and that means it's time to go. If you dig the show, please subscribe and spread the word. Also, please leave us a review and a rating at Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to our email list at truetunes.com. Follow us on Facebook at TrueTunesNow, and find and follow our weekly Spotify Gallery Stage mixtape. You can find me on Twitter at John J. Thompson and on Instagram at TheOnlyJJT and at TrueTunesMusic. And you can support the show through our Patreon.com slash TrueTunesCommunity or via a one-time tip linked on the show notes page. Tell your friends about the show, post it on your socials, and let us know what you think. Thanks. This podcast is produced by John J. Thompson and Bruce A. Brown for Gyroscope Productions and is intended for the private use of our listening audience. The contents are protected by U.S. copyright law and are the intellectual property of Gyroscope Productions, with the exception of songs or clips that are from previously copywritten materials. Everything on this episode is used by permission or under fair use provisions. Thanks for listening. Cheers. We'll see you next time.